What is worry? The Greek word translated worry is anxious or careful in Philippians 4, 6. And it means to be pulled in different directions. Our hopes pull us in one direction. Our fears pull us in the opposite direction. And then we are pulled apart. The old English root from which we get our word worry means to strangle. If you have ever really worried, you know how it does strangle a person spiritually and emotionally and and physically. In fact, worry has definite physical consequences, headaches, neck pains, ulcers, even back pains, muscle spasms. Worry affects our thinking, our digestion, and even our coordination. So from the spiritual point of view, worry is wrong thinking in the mind, wrong feeling, the heart, about our circumstances, people, and things. Worry is the greatest thief of joy. It is not enough for us, however, to tell ourselves just to quit worrying. I tried that this week and that didn't help because that will never capture the thief. Worry, as Warren Wiersbe says, is an inside job. It's an inside job and it takes more than good intentions to get to victory. The antidote or the cure to worry is the secure mind and the peace of God which will guard our hearts, guard us like a soldier and our minds through Christ Jesus. So when you have the secure mind, the peace of God guards you, Philippians 4, 7, and the God of peace guides you with that kind of protection. Why do we have to worry? So that's an intro to what we want to talk about today. So take your Bibles, stand with me as we read God's Word, Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that we have the cure, we have the antidote to worry. Thank you that when worry comes to strangle us, to create physical problems for us, to torment us within our souls, to do an inside job on our spirits, help us to know that it's your truth, the truth of your word, and then your peace that will guard our hearts and keep us from being strangled spiritually. We love you, Father. Forgive us, forgive me for not trusting in you all the time. Help me to to do what the song that um, Lauren Daigle sings, you know, I will trust in you no matter what. So, Father, thank you. Speak to us today. Help us to apply these timeless truths to our lives, especially during these unprecedented times and we pray in Christ's name amen amen and you may be seated we'll give you four things about how to cure the worry you're going through today number one understand how close the Lord is to you understand how close the Lord is to you in verse five 
I love what the Bible says here. It says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. The Lord is near. Folks, listen, He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is always there. And I want to add this. Even in the midst of your disobedience and my disobedience, when we're worrying and we're not trusting Him through the circumstance and situation, maybe when we turn to other things that we shouldn't turn to, um, you know, whatever it might be in your life, God is still near to you because the Bible says He's near to the brokenhearted. The Bible says that greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. The Lord is close and He's near to you. And even to an unbeliever, if that unbeliever will turn from their wicked ways, the Bible says, and turn to Him, it's, a, it's called repentance. It's, it's a 180 degree change of heart, mind, and soul, which leads to a change of action in the way we live. If you'll turn to Him, He's right there and He will no way forsake you, the Bible says. So understand how close the Lord is to you. The Lord is close to you at home when things are difficult right now. For some of you who got laid off, I know one company that one of our members worked for this week, he got into work, I think it was Monday, or it might have been Wednesday when it happened, but 63 people. Uh, some of you who work in the medical profession, I know my wife and my daughter does, and, and uh, I know my son-in-law, he works, you know, in, in, in the jail, and, and so these people can't take their time off, and I, I saw it today where it said that hospitals right now are not necessarily the answer, but they are war zones with the coronavirus and everything that's going on and our medical professionals are on the front lines and they have to go through extreme measures right now to keep themselves safe and to keep themselves from being contaminated and when they come home they have to go through extreme measures with their clothes and 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 so forth and so on so it's an unprecedented time that we're living in then there are others who are who are stuck at home i talked to my parents um, you know, my parents have been at home for weeks now um, and staying tight and staying close and, and can't see their grandkids. I think the grandkids come to see them and even um, my sisters come to see mom and dad and they, they have to see them from a vehicle. Um, I know some of you have loved ones in a nursing home and you, you, you got to see them through a window and you, and you, you can't touch them. Guys, the, the heartbreaking condition of what's going on with people in the hospital. People are dying alone without their families in the hospital from this coronavirus. And others are dying with something else. But they're in the hospital and they can't have loved ones and family around them. Man, you know, that'll break your heart. And it's difficult and it's stressful and it's trying. I was worrying about all of that this week and... And, you know, if one of our members goes in the hospital, I can't go see them. And, you know, if one of my family members gets in the hospital, I mean, what, how, how am I going to, to handle all of that? And so it was causing a great deal of anxiety in my heart. 
And I realized and I felt disappointed that I had let God down and I didn't stand up and, and apply these scriptures in my life. And I was going down a discouragement, a road of discouragement, a road of depression. And, and I felt like I had let God down in a way disowned Him and denied Him by going down that road. And God reminded me, Corey, I haven't left you. I'm still here. Church, He hasn't left us. He's still here. And He's still with us. So understand how close the Lord is to you. He's here. That's the beginning to getting the cure for anxiety, knowing He's right here. And even when we fail Him, He's there. And even when we don't know what to do, He's there. <laughs> I've seen so many jokes on Facebook about, you know, uh, um, what life's going to be like when we finally get to get together. I, I'll tell you, man, uh, I've been cooking a lot this week, and we've been, <laughs> I've been eating a lot of fried foods, and uh, Penny made red beans and rice yesterday, and and uh, muffins, and I, I made some peanut butter cookies. You know, peanut butter cookies are almost as good as Krispy Kreme. I mean, they're pretty awesome. And you know why? Because half of the cookie is sugar. And and so I made some of that, and I and I ate. Man, I think we made sixteen big old cookies about the size of pancakes, and within less than twenty four hours, Penny and I had devoured them things. And uh, and so, you know, I, I'm starting to feel bad about the, the way I'm eating and 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 what's going on at the house. But you know what? God is still with us. He's close by. And so when you go through a difficult time, understand how close God is to us. He's there. Whether we fail Him or not, He'll always be there, right there next to us. Number two, in every situation, take it to God. Take it to God in every situation. Not just in what we think are the big situations like when we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death not just during those times are we to take it to god but we're to take it to god when i'm being tempted maybe to eat more than i should um, or when i'm struggling in in comprehending or understanding or accepting what's happening in my life just calmly take it to god the bible says in verse six it says here um and do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, bring this situation to God. In every circumstance, in every situation. Some of you, you know, students uh, in school, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, you're worried about, about the courses that you need to take to prepare yourself for college. Some of you teachers, you, you know, you're wondering, I mean, what does this mean for us in our future? Um, I mean, we can go on and on and on. And even in those situations, take it to God. And I failed to do that early in the week. I, I began to, to take it to myself and, and began to, to mull it around in my brain and in my mind and felt helpless and felt like, like I was in control but not in control. And so therefore, the circumstances were, were not being um, met the way I wanted to see them you know, be met. And so, um, 
But I had to repent. I had to come back and say, you know, God, I'm sorry. I haven't taken this to you, and I should. Because you would take that burden off of my heart. Number three. Number three. This is kind of a long, wordy answer, but uh, there's a reason for it. Number three. In prayer, when we pray, when we take it to God, petition and present your needs to God. And while you're doing that, be mindful, being thankful for all that He's blessed you with. Because it puts in perspective sometimes what your petitions are and what you present to God. So in prayer, petition and present your needs to God, being thankful for all that He has blessed you with. Look at verse 6 here, the second part says here, By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Now, the word petition is an interesting word. It means to make known one's particular need. It's to make it known. It's okay to make it known to God. You might think, well, God already knows it. Yeah, He knows it, but you know what? He wants you to recognize that you need Him in that situation. And so we need to petition, we need to ask, we need to present it before God and then present your needs to God and being very thankful for all that He's blessed you with. You know, we got word that a a community member where I grew up, um, both he and his wife have the coronavirus or had it. He just passed away yesterday morning. It hit, hit, hits home. We know him well. Um, he's a f- friend of ours. And, um, and it puts in perspective, you know, some things that we are dealing with right now. Um, while we're dealing with, you know, life not being normal for us, so far within our congregation, we haven't had to bury anybody as a result of the coronavirus situation. I pray that we don't. And so we need to put in perspective what we're asking and what we're going through compared to what others are going through. And be thankful for all that God has blessed you with. Be thankful for that. You know, even when you're facing the valley of the shadow of death, be thankful. You know, thinking about Brother Clinton. Be thankful. I'm thankful for knowing him. I'm thankful that he was a part of our church. I'm thankful that... He's loved dearly by his family, you know, and um, his four children and his grandchildren and his wife and, you know, his siblings. And I'm thankful that he lived for 88 years and was a Christian and loved the Lord and, and was so vital to our church. And so I'm thankful for all of that. And I'm thankful that he's no longer suffering and that he's in heaven. So I can be thankful for those things. And that's a blessing to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. Um, I'm thankful that I've got food to eat at home. And um, I'm thankful for modern technology that, you know, we're able to communicate in this way. Uh, I was able to text quite a few people this week. Uh, boy, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Talk to more people on the phone than this week than normal. You know, you would think what a person like me likes to talk. I don't like talking on the phone. I'm more of a face-to-face guy. And so, 
So I bring this in prayer to God, and I had to bring it at the end of this week and say, God, here's my petition. Lord, I'm a weak man, and I struggle with what I can't control. And so I'm not in control of this situation. Lord, I hurt for our people, and I want us to be together. And so I bring this to you, Father, and and, uh, that's a petition of mine. And I present my need to you, God, so help us to accept the things that we can't control and to see how you're working in that area. And so I want to be thankful for all of that. The final thing is this. The final thing in the cure for anxiety. The peace of God. The peace of God. Notice how we put it here on the screen. And the peace of God transcends all understanding. And it will stand guard over your heart, your emotions and your mind, and your intellect. I love the word peace here. It literally means this. Total well-being. Listen to this. Total well-being. Prosperity and security associated with God's presence among His people. So so God's peace is to have total well-being and prosperity in our spirits and security. It's a feeling of security associated with God's presence among His people. The concept is this, as long as God is with us, which the Bible says... understanding i can have security in my spirit i can have well-being i can even prosper in the midst of challenging circumstances and that's what transcends all understanding when the world says panic when unbelievers you know say you know what are we going to do what's going to happen here um we as believers can be a beacon of peace and truth to point people to Christ. Even while we're doing our part to take care of ourselves, um, not to put ourselves in a position that would cause us to infect other people or to get infected ourselves. I I, I know there's no perfect way. and I know this social distancing stuff is really, really difficult. You know, I think Tony Evans, I forget the exact word that he used, but he kind of said, you know, we, we, we got to go away from that word social distancing because, because even though we, I think he called it physical distancing because we can't fully social distance ourselves. Uh, we, we can, we, we have technology. We have ways that we can connect through text messaging, through video conferencing, through different kinds of things. So we don't have to be totally socially isolated. And the peace of God transcends all this understanding. When When the world says we should be panicking and losing our minds, this is a time where we take a deep breath and God gives us a peace knowing that everything's going to be okay because we're in His will. And then the Bible says that it will stand guard His peace over our heart. It'll it'll keep our emotions in check from letting us run wild with worry. And you see, I was getting away from that earlier this week. But when I came back to God's Word, it drew it all back in for me. And I felt the security. 
that God's peace brings. I felt Him guarding my heart from worrying about all of these things that I have no control over. I've had several people ask me, what about Easter services? <laughs> I want you to ask the questions. I, I, I'm okay. Don't, don't, don't not ask the question because of what I'm about to say. But man, you talk about create some anxiety for me when I get a question like that. And I, 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 I had to answer like this. I don't know. I, I can't make that call yet. I don't know what it'll look like. Uh, we're getting close. We're a few weeks away. But we know how things are changing every day, and, and maybe we'll be in a better position, you know, the week before Easter to tell you how we might do services that day. So that's what I'm getting at. So now God's peace is, is guarding my heart. I'm, I'm not freaking out or worrying about what we're going to do for Easter. That's in His hands. We'll deal with that when we get closer to it. We'll, we'll survive, and God will get us through it. And look, we're going to get through this, all of us together. And as Brother Eric said in the last meeting we had together, that um, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I, I think that, that that's happening. Uh, you know... <laughs> I don't know if our first meeting we're going to have to continue a little bit of the social distancing, but man, I'm going to want to go all Chris Farley on everybody and just start hugging people's necks and tackling them and, and all of that. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I have a deep peace in my heart today because I went back to the Scripture, back to what the Word of God says, and reapplied it to my life. Wasn't good enough for me just to preach it and say, oh, I preached on that back in July, and I know what the principles are there, and, and I've got it. Nope, I needed to go right back to the Word of God and allow God to remind me what His peace is, how I can have it, and how He can cure, how He can be the antidote for my anxiety, my struggles, my difficulty. So, with all of that said, I'd like you to bow your heads with me in an attitude and word of prayer. Um, and we're going to, I want to lead you in, into a prayer here that you can pray with me. And then, a little different than we did last week, as we come to the conclusion, we're going to close with a song as Brother Eric will come back and lead us in a song that will uh, usher us into a, into a new week. And so, Pray this with me. If you're a Christian and you're struggling with the circumstances that have come your way, maybe, you, maybe you've crossed that bridge and, and you have won the victory. Amen. But also know this, that what you do today and what you do tomorrow is going to determine how you respond. So start the day off with the Word of God and with His truth. Let His peace transform your heart. But maybe you, you found yourself, like I did this week, struggling, discouraged. Pray something like this. Heavenly Father, I present to You my issues. You know what they are. And if you're alone or you feel comfortable wherever you are, name them. Whatever they are. Fear. Whatever this anxiety might be. Name it. 
Say, God, help me to trust in you. And may your peace guard my heart. Help me to be thankful for what I do have. A roof over my head. Food in the pantry. Um, the love of a Christian family. The presence of the all-knowing, all-loving God. My salvation that I have in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. And so, Christian, if you prayed that prayer, continue to pray it. Find victory in Him. Maybe you want to make an altar right where you are in your house. Do it, because where two or three are gathered in my name, the Bible says He's right in the midst of us. And then maybe we have somebody watching on live stream that you've never truly trusted Christ as your Savior. And I'm here today to tell you that religion isn't the answer. It's a relationship with Christ. And if you'll give your heart to Him, you'll call upon the name of the Lord, He will save you. If you put your faith and trust in Him, He will transform your heart from the inside out. And your life will change. You'll have a joy that is uncomparable to anything else doesn't mean your life is always going to be easy, but it means now you have a Savior. And, um, and we're going to talk about that, Lord willing, next week, about what to do now that you're saved and the milk of God's Word and how important it is so that you can one day devour the meat of His Word. So, Father, thank You for those in our family and those who have joined us as guests. Thank You for Your Word. Thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you for the victories that we have in Jesus Christ. And we pray it in his name. Amen. If you've made some kind of decision and you would like to talk to somebody on our staff, reach out to us um, through Facebook or through our website, through emailing us. I think you can maybe even comment on this and and we'll get that. Um, And we'd love to help you in any way that we can. Church, have a great week. I love you in the Lord. Brother Eric's going to come and lead us in a song. And this will close out um, our worship services for this week. May God bless you. And it wasn't a disaster. It was an honor to preach God's Word to you today. Amen.